welcome back everyone to your house and church of heavy metal i almost forgot what i call the show it is thunderdome metal reviews i am the reverend benjamin Lindsay, and with me as always are david pizzo and tracy newport my friends how are you doing tonight i'm riding the elevator to the fucking gallows ben i'm doing good i'm ready to rob zombie this night away i'm just along for the ride on this dracula yeah. <laughs> which is not the one we're doing though we might at some point uh this was david's pick for the month of march mm-hmm. 2021 it is the seventh studio album by rob zombie i'm not sure if that is including the white zombie albums or not i don't think it is it's not you know released on yeah. march yeah that makes sense uh released on march 12th of 2021 it has a runtime of 41 minutes and 50 seconds on Nuclear Blast Records, produced by Zeus. And the band at the time of recording is not listed. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, Rob Zombis, Chris Harris, and John Lowry were the writers for everything. And I'm not sure who the musicians were. I think it, their lineup has not changed since. Like, according to this chart, everybody that is in this album was on, has been around since. 11 almost uh, they actually that, have a surprising amount of continuity yeah that makes sense so if i just look at what his band is um then it's sean file on guitars piggy d on bass and backing vocals yes. and fish on drums that is who it is because i also in reviews we're talking about them specifically which you know i kind of was surprised i'd never looked at this chart i'm like oh shit rob zombie i guess you're actually okay to work for surprisingly yeah because yeah, even before then he had a lot of stability in the band with yeah. Tempesta and Blasco and Mike Probably. Riggs. So hmm. good on you, Rob Zombie. Yeah. No, it's you're not Todrick Hall or <laughs> you Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. So uh yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, was there were there more statistics we needed? I don't think so. Nope. Should I talk about why I picked it? Yes please. I picked it because Rob Zombie's a fucking badass. Uh, I picked it because I heard triumph of king freak and i was like holy shit this is a good song holy and i'll just give that away i feel like that's one of the best songs he's written in 20 years but that song is just so to me and what i like about rob zombie uh catchy i I was super pumped about this album in a way that you know i had venomous rat regeneration and i can't even remember the name of the other one that does he doesn't do himself any favors with that shit by the way no he does not like, what is the uh, Electric Warlock, Acid, Witch, Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser? Anyway, those albums were okay. And there were some songs I liked on them. But, I mean, really, since Hellbilly Deluxe, there's not there had not been a Rob Zombie album I was really amped about or had really been into. And I thought this might be it. And I will go ahead and say I was not disappointed. This album's fucking cool. I mean, it's a Rob Zombie album. I'm, I'm really curious to see what Tracy thinks, because Tracy is sort of a Rob Zombie uh, neophyte. Like I never sat down and listened to a Rob Zombie song album from start to finish. Now I've heard chunks of Hellbilly Deluxe. Like who has it? Heard say, chunks who of ha- who yeah. has it? Uh, I've heard stuff of Sinister Urge, and after that, I'm kind of looking through, and I don't think I've heard much of anything else. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. I just sorry. Go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. No, go ahead. No, I've you. I want to hear from you, and then I'll talk about my my insane rantings about how I feel that Rob Zombie is a person. Well, to be fair, I was super into White Zombie, mm-hmm. 
And so th this might color some of this. I thought Hellbilly Deluxe was a, a fun album, but it sounded a lot like White Zombie to me. Okay. Um, I did a Super Sexy Swinging Sounds, the remix of the stuff off the Hellbilly Deluxe. I don't remember the Sinister Urge at all. And mm -hmm. I did hear a few things off of Educated Horses. And not anything that made me want to buy the album or really made me interested in any of the stuff that came after. So we, there are three albums that are just a black hole for me. For sure. I have no idea. When I put this one on though, it reminded me of that early stuff. So I agree with that, that, that uh, the traffic King freak reminded me of something from 20 years ago or, or later. I'm old. So I don't know. Um, and when I was listening to this, and this reminded me a lot more of the Rob, of the, excuse me, the white zombie stuff because of all the interludes that fucking Sandy would use. And I was thinking to myself, Tracy's going to hate this because he hates that kind of stuff. Oh, does he? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is there anybody better at using samples in metal than Rob Zombie? And, and that just made me wish that he had been around to hold Glenn Danzig's hand through Danzig. Me too. I, I think Jorgensen's in that realm too. I think Ministry does a lot of that too. I agree with that, although they're more industrial and there's just that slight separation from what the, the two sounds are. But yeah, I agree. That I just went in terms right of the use of samples. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is the best album since Hellbilly Deluxe. And I really liked White Zombie as well. Um, Astro Creep, that album is so fucking amazing. I mean, I've been on this ride since Lost Six Eastro. Me too. Um, you know, I mean, just listen to Rob Zombie albums. It's like going to a carnival where you might get murdered. I mean, it's just like this sort of zany fun ride, but also horrifying. Like you could get a playful tongue-in-cheek sex romp or a mutant might end, up, might end up wearing your face as a mask. Like, you, e equally likely events. Uh, yeah. I really do feel he's sort of our generation's Alice Cooper. Oh, 100%. Right, like that's sort of the niche he fills. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, he looks like he literally just came out of the bowels of the earth and walks on stage. And then there's this whole movie career. I mean, he's just sort of a phenomenon. Uh, and this album for me, I'm in a sort of a mourning period because Brian Warner, aka Marilyn Manson, is such a piece of shit. And like Antichrist Superstar, which is now my door, which is about a lot of the same things as this album, yeah. like the sort of, you know, Heaven's Gate meets uh, People's Temple kind of thing. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just, I can replace that with this. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure this is as good as that, but also Rob Zombie's happily married to somebody who he seems to deeply care about and is not a rapist. It has been for a long time. Yeah. For a very long time. No, they seem very happy. They seem good for each other. I mean, he's sort of, more in the Sharon and Ozzy realm in terms of, you know, stability and longevity. And though I know she's in trouble right now for saying racist nonsense, but, you know, oh, she's an I old did. British lady. She's an old British lady. Oh, you're talking about Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. Sharon. Not, not, yeah, not Sherry Moon Zombie. No, yeah, yeah. Sharon, Sharon Osborne on her talk. Show. <laughs> she, she done got herself canceled, but that's a different podcast. So, anyway, uh, um, so as a person, you know, he's so creative. Um, He's just like a force to be reckoned with. I'll be really devastated when he finally dies. He'll be one of those like, oh my God, Rob Zombie's gone. And I agree with you. Some of the albums he's put out have not been that good. So I was really happy, ultimately, both with that first taste of this and then the end product. Didn't he, has he stayed interviews, like part of what has, I think, shaped his artistic view, ranging from his music to movies, is like he found like three dead bodies when he was like an eight-year-old or something like that? Yeah. Oh, uh, so. maybe. Um, he's also super into the rat rod stuff and yeah. you know, 50s monster stuff. 
the the comparison between him and Marilyn Manson is pretty apt. I mean, they were touring as the twins of evil or some yeah. shit like that for a few years. Manson always seemed to take it more seriously and was much more of a um, line yes. pusher, in my opinion, um, into getting the reaction, the shock jock nature, where and they are both definitely inheritors of Alice Cooper filtered through David sure. Bowie, but. 100%. Um, zombie also like really leaned into that monsters fucking 50s sci-fi and monster movies really really hard Um, and you know I appreciated that and also for a dude from New York really leaned super hard on southwestern like Tex-Mex imagery too which I thought was interesting I think he was born in Massachusetts, which is even oh yeah, which is even more far afield. Yeah, he was born in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Oh, so I, he may have grown up in New York. I actually have to confess, yeah. I don't know a lot about his early life. Uh, born in Massachusetts, da, 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 da. he always wanted to be Alice Cooper, Steven Spielberg, then Bela Lugosi. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Instead, he did a pretty like, good job his, of synthesizing those. His, yeah. his parents worked in a carnival. <laughs> yeah, like that makes okay. I was gonna say, like you yeah, were talking about Meryl Manson taking it much more seriously, while like Rob Zombie seems to have that much more like a carny vibe to it, like for to sure what he does. He was a production assistant for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, after high school he moved to New York. So he's a you know, Massachusetts, New York guy dreaming of being Alice Cooper. But I think he always had uh and this is agreeing with Ben, not disagreeing. Uh I think Unlike Manson, he always had a sort of a playful sense of humor, whereas Manson's, there's humor in Manson, but it's mean. And now it looks even worse in the harsh light of morning. Like, you're like, mm. like you actually met that shit anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Rob Zombie, who, you know, his mind is filled with darkness. I mean, I assume you all have seen his movies. Jesus Christ. I mean, I think he does more line pushing in his movies, though in some ways they're just straight retro camp. Mm-hmm. Like he, throwback but they're yeah anyway he redid texas chainsaw massacre didn't he he did he did and he did a halloween movie he did house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects and, yeah that, that whole run yeah which house of a thousand corpses came kind of came out during that whole period of like just gore porn when everything was like let's yes. see how far we can push gore but devil's rejects seemed to be well i think it was a sequel it had much more of a story driven narrative and it, like, it was the better of the two movies but it yeah. is the better of two movies and i think it's more horrifying yeah. just based on some of the shit that happens in that movie i mean it's mm. yeah and the, the just the whole way the law is portrayed anyway we could do a whole that's a film blog but anyway <laughs> yeah i think devil's rejects is much better than house of a thousand corpses yeah uh, uh what was i going to say um yeah, no, totally. He, um, it's hard to disassociate the music and the movies from him because there's such a, sure. there is such a visual component to his music, um, or I guess I should say a film component to his music. Even you know, not counting the videos, uh, which that ties into, but just the the incredibly purple prose that he uses in his song titles and his album titles and everything else, and he is really trying to paint a picture with his words in a way that some people aren't. I mean, some people are, but he is, he is very clearly trying to evoke mental imagery. In my opinion, anyway, if you like mm-hmm. his lyrics and everything, just, and he's always had that sense of the, uh, of the dramatic. Uh, if you go back at and not that we're doing white zombie, but if you go back to black sunshine, like that mm-hmm. noirish 
talking part before the, the music starts that he had Iggy Pop do. Yeah. Again, just tying into that. And the over-the-top violence and gore, again, is kind of evocative of the, the 50s back before or just right before the comics code came in and like eerie and creepy and all those like super violent comics that were out. And then into probably his heyday in the seventies with Sam Peck and Paul's movies. And there's just over really cinematically violent um, spaghetti Westerns and stuff. Not to mention like last house on the left and a bunch of mm-hmm. those, that era horror movies. Yeah. This album sort of circling back to it uh you know i just given the last few years we lived through i think about cults a lot <laughs> so uh and this album four in particular uh, maybe so uh you know and i went deep as you know after we listened to after ben made skin happen to me on the people's temple <laughs> and jim jones <laughs> so i was primed and ready for this fucking album just having lived through the last few years and i appreciate appreciated that it was a story album because he doesn't and maybe i'm wrong but in my recollection i don't think most of the other ones are like that hellbilly deluxe certainly isn't i mean it's not telling you anything except just like be a monster but the sort of arc this is much more to me like a queen strike album or any great superstar in terms of it having a like an arc to it narratively so i appreciated that and not everyone, actually, most people don't make albums like that. No. So, you have to commit. And and Rob Zombie is willing to commit. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, before we started, I said we had an album. I feel like they felt like they threw everything in the mm-hmm. kitchen sink into it. It's this album. For like, sure. Like, I feel like there are moments when it's like, hey, we can make this noise. We should put it here, because it's not here. <laughs> and we can. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that sounds like Rob Zombie. Yeah, I was about to say it sounded like a Rob Zombie album to me, so I didn't. Yeah. Really... But this is my first foray into from start to finish sure. journey. Right. Right. Um, but I didn't know that at the time when you said Tracy, that. Like, oh, Tra- yeah, okay, that makes sense. Tracy's never been to the carnival. Basically, he's like this good Mormon kid, and we took him <laughs> to see to see the carnies throwing knives and. <laughs> yeah, Jim Jones's traveling circus. <laughs> um. Exactly. I was gonna say, like you guys have said something about the interludes and the uh, there's Seven. a yeah the uh, here's a song and here's a thirty second part in between here's a song here's a forty five seconds some of them are yeah. long yeah I can do without that <laughs> I was like not a fan <laughs> yeah I was not a fan I was like huh I looked at it it's forty one <laughs> minutes seventeen tracks these songs are be short nope, nope. here's a <laughs> Here's your 30 seconds and track. I am the complete opposite because I would much rather have that than an eight minute song of the five minutes of are just wankery with no purpose. It's so, a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> but that I really was have first the, album, but anyway, we'll talk about I really have the wankery. Though. I know you would. <laughs> I, I will admit it got to be. It grew on me the more I listened to it, to the point that I was like into some of them. Like some of them are just silly, like the one that's like boop 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 a doop. Which one even is that? Is that the uh, one? What you're gonna do with that gun, Mama? I yeah, think so. <laughs> what you gonna do with that gun, Mama? Anyway, it's, um, yeah, it annoyed me at first, but then I just sort of gave into it because it's Rob Zombie. It's maybe a little excessive. Like maybe we could do without a couple of these. 
Um, oh, I think but ultimately, I just it back some. But, yeah. Sorry. It's been so long since I've heard an album like this, too. So, so it was a nice. Um, it was. But, so let's talk about some of these songs. Yeah. So I'm going to go first. Um, I. So. I'm trying to think of what to say. This kind of before we bleed into songs. There were parts of that are okay, but there's some parts I'm like, okay. I feel like they were, he's like, I got three singles. We need to build a whole album around the three singles. What can you guys come up with? And the two singles, the two singles he released for her album, one of them I think is good. The other one I could do without. And I think I probably like two of the filler tracks, but you go, what you guys would probably consider the filler tracks, <laughs> the natural songs. Huh. And that would be. I actually enjoyed the much talked of metamorphosis, the sure. acoustic part there. Yeah, that's true. Boom, boom, boom. That's not a filler track. That's a real song. Okay. You I don't even know. know what you're yeah, that's that's a that's one of the real songs. <laughs> but I love that you can't quite tell. Because <laughs> it's it's only like one, like there's really probably like five lyrics in this song, and it's soft and it's kind of yeah, that's just kind of goes on. But uh the song before it, boom, 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 shake your ass, smoke your grass. I almost fucking hate that song <laughs> hilarious like it's it's one of those songs that gets stuck in your head and not for a good reason like i did not want to hear that song and i hear i'm at work the lyrics for it just get stuck in my head i'm like damn it like do not it's a yeah, simple I'm injunction a, i'm not a fan of that song I, I gotta ask you though do you know anyone anyone who could just say boom, boom, boom over again and sound as fucking cool as he does? I doubt it. No. No. Probably like, not. Right? It's like a demon that's in your living room. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Who's stolen your ball and just kind of beat you with it. And it just kind of sits there and kind of meanders for three minutes. Like, it's that three minutes, three minutes of wankery. If Ben had his way, it'd be a minute and a half. And like, all right, we're done with it. <laughs> no, no. I thought, uh, I didn't think that there was anything wankery in that. Honestly, that particular song. Uh, I like the Serenity of Witches too, that filler. Yes, that's a cool one. Um, I, as you already know, thought the Tribe of Ken Creek was the coolest shit ever, and stay. I stand by that. That song is so badass. It reminds me of the Hellbilly Deluxe Baroque Glory days, and it has like random hip hop shit in it, which I'm here for. Bell of Sleazy Rider in bad. That's a pretty good song. Shadow of Cemetery Men's fine. It's a little bit forgettable. Uh, I thought 18th century, 18th century cannibals, dot, 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 ghost train. It really has grown on me with that Western blues thing. Yeah, that, put, that was nice, a little Western twang to it. I played it for my wife. She was like, what, what is happening? Um, Black Hill is all right. Uh, Shake Your Ass is all right. I actually really like Boom, Boom, Boom. I think it's a cool sort of a, a breather for a second, and it's just so menacing. Uh, Get Loose is okay. I think crow killer blues is a pretty good closing track so there's kind of it's it's, it's sort of e- relatively evenly distributed throughout there's some just some gems on here and then a lot of just random shit a lot of random that's, stuff. yeah there's a lot of random stuff that's what i was going to say is i think whoever sequenced the album did a really good job yeah. because expanding the head of zed is i mean it's more effective than most instrumental opening tracks are for conveying what this album is going to be about um but the first actual song the triumph of king freak and crow killer blues are the two best songs on there and they open and close the album so that's was masterful um 
probably the next best zone is the 18th century cannibals one and that's effectively right in the middle so yeah i mean he, he rob zombie or zeus or whomever decided to sequence this did a really good job of distributing things throughout and the the reason i say that rob zombie is so good at putting in samples and these little interlude shit things is because they fit the concept of the album so well and that's one thing that I've always loved about it. And I kind of said this uh, one other time when we were talking about these, that this always sounds like you're driving a car and you're going in between radio stations and you just catch snippets of stuff coming in off an AM wave or something. And I love that. Um, so, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Should we grade it? Let's do it. Uh, I picked it. I'll go first. Uh, as you can tell, everyone, I really like this. It's probably my favorite album since Hellbilly Deluxe. Uh, it's not entirely perfect. There's a lot of random shit up here. And, um, you know, I'm not sure how innovative it is. And that's okay. Um, I thought, I maybe I almost wish there was a tiny bit more of the 18th century cannibal sort of experimental stuff, actually. Not not just as filler tracks, but as songs. But ultimately, it's a fun ride. I would take it again. I'm going to listen to it a lot. I'm going to give it a B plus, trending towards an A minus. I have a feeling it's sort of, I think I'm going to listen to it and it's going to gain kind of cult status with me. But for me right now, it's a, a very solid and well-earned B plus. I'll go next. This album, I'm indifferent towards. I could take it or leave it. Um, it's got a couple songs in there I like. But for the most part, as I was whispering this weekend, I found myself looking forward to the next album. And probably for fans of Rob Zombie, like you guys, you're probably going to enjoy it. Have better mileage out than I am. It's not bad for what it does, but for me, it's just there. So I'm going to give it a C plus 79. Like, sure. This will come as a shock to nobody, but I'm kind of right where David is with it. I think this is a return to form. I really enjoyed it. Not every track on it is great. Some of them aren't even good, but overall, the aesthetic, it's just fun. Um, I miss this style of album. So that probably plays into it. So there's probably just a little bit of a nostalgic uptick, and I'm going to give it a B plus as well. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks, Rob Zombie, for a fun ride. See you again in seven more years. I mean, it, it takes him a while. <laughs> I know he's a busy man. Yeah. Uh, Tr- Tracy, what does the tyranny of the schedule say we're doing next? The tyranny of the schedule dictates that we will do Will's new album that came out for March, which is my pick in Resident Human. That's it. And it's nothing like this album. <laughs> no, not anything like this album. Well, I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it because I actually like Wheel. So, I'm looking forward to Ben's responses to this one compared to the uh, previous one. Me too. Every day, every day. Anyway, <laughs> yep. I'm just gonna keep saying that's my <laughs> new catchphrase. Consider that stolen. What's that? What's the T-shirt <laughs> idea? What was that one again? Ain't no Glockenspiel, ain't no deal. <laughs> yeah, ain't no Glockenspiel, you ain't got no deal. Like that's 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 gospel. It is gospel according to Pizza. Like yep. Uh, and flower. So yeah, if you want to hear what I have to say about Will, tune back in next episode of Thunderdome Metal Reviews. <laughs>